of the Sparks of History, Professor Jonathan Sarna of Brandeis University, author of Lincoln and the Jews and today's preeminent historian of American Jewry joins us. Thank you so much, Professor Sarna. Delighted to be with you again. Yeah. Professor Sarna, just um, your take on the current, current alarming rise in anti-Semitism and especially what we're witnessing on the elite and other college campuses today. So you're quite right that I think it comes as a surprise to many American Jews uh, when you look uh, just at the year 2000, a book came out called The Death of American Anti-Semitism. And it, it talked about a kind of post-anti-Semitism America. Many people believe that uh, anti-Semitism in America was like the old battles of the Catholics and the Protestants and would now just be a matter of history. Um, and uh, so the events of the, the last few years, and I think it's important to move before um, the recent, the, the most recent um, uh, outbursts, but they've come as a shock. Uh, we first saw something going on on the right, at Charlottesville, right outside the University of Virginia. It was, I think, 2016. And people were saying, Jews will not replace us. Most Jews had no idea what even this was about. It was, of course, the so-called white replacement theory, the fear the Jews were behind the coming of uh, people of color. But and there was a lot of anti-Semitism um, in, in Charlottesville, uh, including people marching um, at, at, at the synagogue. Um, and that was followed by the terrible events in Pittsburgh, which was a great shock to the American Jewish community. Uh, it was uh, the, the most... Um, uh, deadly anti-Semitic incident in American Jewish history. Um, but I will say that in both cases, because they came from the right, uh, there was a sense on the part of some people, well, uh, you know, we've always known that uh, the right uh, was, the radical right was problematic, um, and they have to be watched. Um, those who paid attention to subsequent events, uh, especially those on the East Coast, might have noted that actually there was uh, several events in Brooklyn that came from people of color. And, and then you had Colleyville, Texas, which really was kind of Islamist. Um, and there were more and more of these incidents year by year. Uh, still, I think nothing prepared the community for the onslaught of what happened in the wake of October the 7th. 
first of all, um, I think uh, Jews did not realize how much their neighbors, whatever they may have thought, their neighbors linked Jews, Israel, they're all the same. If we don't like what Israel's doing, so we don't like Jews. But more than that, uh, Jews saw the, the worst, most horrific uh, attack on Jews since the Holocaust, which means most American Jews never saw something like that. That is, most American Jews today are born after 1945. And they thought, and indeed, uh, after they heard the president of the United States call this sheer evil, they thought everybody would agree that it was sheer evil. And lo and behold, that didn't happen. Uh, instead, especially, but not exclusively on college campuses, uh, uh, there was pushback. Well, you have to look at context. They deserve it. Uh, maybe it didn't happen at all, and Israel made it up. A hundred uh, excuses, attacks, real attacks uh, on Jews in some on some college campuses, and a great many uh, Jews witnessing various marches and demonstrations. Um, that support Hamas, uh, naturally, given what Hamas did, those Jews became terrified. And um, uh, we have seen that on many campuses, perhaps, uh, and campuses that Jews know well, Harvard, Columbia, Cornell, indeed in Cornell, uh, the Jewish community was uh, uh, threatened with the very same acts as if uh, one glories in murder, rape, pillage, and so forth, and kidnapping. Um, the and and um, uh, to their surprise, on many campuses, administrators issued statements that uh, seem to equivocate. We don't like anti-Semitism. We don't like Islamophobia. Um, uh, bad things happened on both sides as if there was a kind of moral equivalence. Uh, or the administration said nothing at all. Uh, and this too um, uh, greatly worried uh, the Jewish community. Now, it is worth and important, I think, to point out that there are really three types of colleges and universities among the hundreds and hundreds in the United States in terms of the response. Uh, first of all, you have those where which Jews know well, uh, where suddenly they no longer felt safe. You then have other colleges um, that came out in Israel's favor. There was a big ad in the Wall Street Journal signed by many colleges and universities, most of them Christian colleges, 
but also the Yeshiva University, Turo College, Brandeis University. We stand with Israel. That doesn't mean that nothing bad happens on such a campus or no student says something uh, that um, uh, angers others, but at least the administration came down strongly. And we know that there were many Christian colleges, Catholic and uh, evangelical, uh, where Jews uh, feel uh, very safe. And then you have a lot of colleges, more than we realize, where it's all that students can do to try and keep up with their classes and whatever jobs they're holding. We don't hear from those colleges, but I actually um, did contact someone and she said, you know, thank God uh, we're uh, long been an apolitical uh, campus. Our students are often first generation. They're just trying to make ends meet and finish uh, 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 their degree requirements. Nothing is going on. And we should remember that because uh, it's too easy to imagine every college is a problem. They're not. And parents can certainly investigate. But at the end of the day, the colleges and universities that Jews have most wanted their children to go to, often their parents went there, uh, have become uh, universities where uh, Jews feel a lot less safe than they once did, and I would include in that um, a Yale University, where I did my own PhD, uh, where the head of Hillel uh, sent around uh, a long, very sad letter uh, in which he uh, uh, more or less said, we don't feel that the administration is defending us and speaking out um, uh, for us. All of that is new. Um, it bespeaks a growing gap be between progressive elements, I put that word in quotes, um, some of whom have bought into post-colonial theory, um, uh, and Jews uh, who now discover that they are the victims at a deeper level, the universities have become uh, more frightened either of issuing real statements about morality the way the president did or um, about judging uh, certain kinds of issues. And um, uh, many universities had trouble with the idea that white male Jews, people whom they always had assumed were the, quote, oppressors, were suddenly victims. Fortunately, and this is very recent, and uh, admittedly I had something to do with it, um, that civil rights office of the United States uh, sent what is called a Dear Colleague letter uh, to 
American colleges and universities, reminding them that Title VI uh, of the Civil Rights Bill requires that uh, they ensure that there is no intimidation and harassment uh, of minorities. Jews are included there and that uh, they risk losing federal funds if uh, they are found not to be opposing or are not to be um, uh, doing anything about intimidation, harassment, uh, discriminatory practices on their campuses. And of course, that made a difference for the simple reason that no college can live without federal funds. And we've seen in the last week and a half of sleepy administrators who tried hard to hide suddenly deeply interested in what they can do and how they can reassure the government that they are indeed fighting a campus anti-Semitism. Uh, in some cases, uh, this has empowered administrators to do certain things that they would not have been willing to do before. Professor Swan, when you, when you talk about fu funding, there's been a lot of chatter um, about uh, foreign funding, especially in the elite Ivy League schools. You know, the, the Jewish Bible, the Torah tells us in Exodus 23, 8, uh, you shall not accept a bribe for a bribe of blind, the clear-sighted. Uh, can universities take billions of dollars from terror-supporting countries like Qatar and remain objective? Is, is that possible? Is, is that a factor here? Well, we have seen um, uh, certainly some universities, uh, including Harvard, uh, that an Ivy League especially, uh, where that seems to be a factor, uh, nobody really knows where the money is behind, say, Students for Justice in Palestine. There is a lot of evidence that while we weren't looking, there was a concerted plan to kind of take over uh, the universities and uh, uh, plant uh, people there and fund them uh, who would um, uh, promote um, uh, the Hamas line. Gary Wexler, who actually is in the advertising business, uh, talked about meeting the individual uh, who told him about that plan two decades ago, and he now realizes that um, uh, they were quite successful. Um, I expect that there will be uh, further investigation of where the money comes, but it's worth remembering it took more than 50 years to prove that Father Coughlin the anti-Semitic radio priest in uh, the late 30s, early 1940s, was funded by Goebbels uh, and was directly a pawn of the Nazis. 
And it took many decades before it was proven that uh, uh, communists in the United States were funded by Stalin. Uh, and the Venona documents prove that. So I don't think we should expect that we'll know tomorrow uh, where the money comes from. But I do think that when the money when the money is properly traced, uh, we will discover that, as it so often does, uh, it made an impact. Obviously, there's also Jewish money at many universities and um, especially at the best universities, um, we have seen at Penn, at uh, Yale, at Harvard, uh, elsewhere donors threatening uh, to cut off that money. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, in some cases, clever administrators have said, oh, well, give us the money and we'll create a center for the study of anti-Semitism. Um, I'm not certain that that will uh, turn out to be a magic wand. Um, I do think that if the government follows through just because uh, of the power of the United States government, uh, then um, things can happen. And there is now a hotline uh, to encourage students to report um, uh, anti-Semitism, intimidation, harassment, so that there will be a very clear set of reports um, that can be presented and uh, that will, I hope, uh, have an impact. Are, are you optimistic, pessimistic? Uh, are, are American Jews scared and frightened? I mean, you know, here in Israel, it's a whole different, you know, where we got, you know, it's it's frightening for the reasons, you know, right. of the war. And we're looking at America and saying, wow, is this, is this real? Is this undercurrent of anti-Semitism? popping out, how scared, and, and what should American Jews do? Are you pessimistic, well, optimistic? I think no, especially young Jews who never experienced it, never expected to experience it. And they're frightened for two reasons. There is a kind of immediate fear, will uh, there be some kind of attack? And there have been several hundred incidents of different kinds um, that have been reported. Um, even on my Brandeis campus, there was uh, a demonstration and students reported being petrified. The police told them to stay inside because no one wanted a confrontation in the end. Uh, some of the demonstrators were arrested, but still, uh, th th this happened in pure sight. It's not what people expect. It frightens them. But at a deeper level, I think we're seeing a very different fear. And the fear is that a worldview has been shaken. Um, uh, 
Jews thought that they had allies and they feel betrayed. And just like a spouse who feels betrayed, it's a terrible feeling. Uh, it's a trauma. And Jews feel that they are being betrayed by people whom they thought they knew. The New York Times ran a front page article that Gershon Baskin felt betrayed. Someone on the extreme left. Um, uh, you multiply that by many people. They had Jews had been big supporters of environmental action, and indeed it should perhaps be supported. But Greta Thunberg, whom they thought was a great hero, turned against them. Jews had supported Black Lives Matter. It turned against them. Um, uh, uh, and um, uh, 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 so on and, and so forth. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think um, there is very considerable fear. Uh, it seems to me that once uh, the war dies down, some of the immediate fear may uh, disappear. People will move on to something else. But there will, I believe, be long-term uh, implications. This is a turning point, uh, just like 1881 was a turning point. The Six-Day War was a turning point. This will be seen as a turning point um, uh, and life afterwards will be different one cannot sketch out now everything that will happen but i'm reasonably certain that historians um will look back and say people's lives changed on october the 7th and uh, we're not quite ever the same again. Um, I've certainly heard from students who feel they'd like to make Aliyah. Um, and it will be interesting to see how large a group uh, that is. Um, uh, many Jews, I think, feel that more attention has to be paid to Jewish unity. Uh, we have to come together, forget about petty disputes, very parallel to things that are being heard in Israel. Um, uh, rabbis report that synagogues are much more crowded than they had previously been on the weeks after Jewish holidays. In the past, there was a sense the Almighty heard a lot from us on the holidays. Now it's getting cold. We stay home. And suddenly Jews want to be in each other's company. Uh, and not just in synagogues. Uh, um, uh, I think that part of what was going on on the March on Washington uh, was that sense of Jews wanting to be with other Jews and um uh that that 
feeling of coming together. And it really extended from J Street on the left to Hasidim on the right. Uh, that was remarkable. And uh, people went there in part to experience uh, that coming together. And, and that's why uh, there was a lot of joy there, even though there was also a lot of sadness. Uh, the joy was uh, uh, how wonderful it is after uh, such at such times to know that the people we can depend on are our brothers and sisters in the Jewish community. We've discovered we can't depend much on other people, but our fellow Jews are there for us. Look at them. Um, uh, and um, although we've heard a lot about young Jews abandoning Israel, anyone who looks at that crowd sees plenty of young Jews who supported uh, uh, Israel. I think uh, we are likely to hear a lot less about, oh, I'm uh, 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 anti-Zionist, not anti-Semitic. I think anyone uh, who's paid even remote attention sees that Hamas viewed Jew and and Zionist and Israeli as synonyms, and um, I, you know one hopes that some of those debates about defining anti-Semitism and can an anti-Zionist uh, still be pro-Jewish will give way to more substantial um, discussions about the nature of anti-Semitism, even in a place like America, um, about uh, combating it, about promoting uh, Jewish unity, and above all, about um, uh, uniting in defense of Israel.